I'm not gonna sing the whole song. Don't do that the whole time. No, just be like a little vibe, little vibe, little vibe. Ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> Say I'm not gonna sing the whole song. I start off right away. Hey, hey, yeah. All right, peace. Bitty bitty bum bum. Bitty bitty bum bum. Bitty bitty. Cada vez. Sing it, Deb. No. Sing it. You know you want to. Don't be insecure. Don't be insecure for him. Sing it. Stop it. All right. At least sing the hook. I can't say the word. I'll sing the hook. Okay. Señor Sonia. No lo puedo controlar. <laughs> I can't say it, bro. I don't speak Spanish. What is that one? What is do another one? Nah. Semiosona. No lo puedo controlar. Ya no razona y me empieza a cantar. Así, así, así. Biri, biri, bam, bam. Biri, biri, bam, bam. Biri, 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 bam, bam. Biri, 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 biri. She's a whole vibe, honestly. We should watch Selena. I know. I love that movie. I love her. I love her music. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the No Interruption Podcast with Ethan and Devin. <laughs> <laughs> with Ethan and Devin. <laughs> On American Idol. You know how they do? I don't know. What's up, guys? Welcome back to No Interruption Podcast with Ethan and Devin. I'm your extremely handsome, extremely ratchet host. <laughs> Big uh, stole some range balls from the golf course because it started raining. Host Ethan. Um, across from me is my living co-parent uh, and my wife currently. Uh, <laughs> her name is Devin Nicole Forbes. Yep. Um, how, how you doing today, Devin? I'm doing really good. This is episode 16 of the No Interruption Podcast. We're still like the real in episode there. 16. Yeah, the real episode 16, not the one that we posted wrong. But who cares? Nobody cares anyway. Um, yeah, let's kick it off with a little question. I've got bunches of questions. Okay, oh my God. My first one, which is just kind of ironic that you well, chose. slap my tits and call me Freddy. <laughs> what was that, that, that comment on that uh, GME, <laughs> on that post on Superstock? Remember? Uh-uh. You son of a bitch, I'm in. That? No, no, it was the one you. <laughs> oh, my, no. Oh, my God. What was it? I can't remember. It was too long ago. And I, I, there's no way I could possibly find it. <laughs> what was it, though? It was like something about tits being jacked or something. It was like something that had to do with nipples. <laughs> yeah. God, I can't remember it. Just forget about it. Oh, man. Just well, forget. sorry. Y'all can't enjoy that. 
Anyways, uh, what is your favorite song in a language that you cannot speak? Spanish. Bitch. Oh, my favorite. I mean, excuse <laughs> my me. <fault>. My favorite. <laughs> my, my favorite song. Yes. Um. Probably either "Bitty Bitty Bum Bum," "Como La Flor," or "Amor Pro- Flor. or uh, "Amor Prohibido," all by Selena. She has such a beautiful voice and makes beautiful music, or did make beautiful music. R.I.P. And and even her English album was fire too. But yeah, definitely like a song by Selena. Yeah. What about sure. you? Well, I, that's Same. really the only. All right, next question. That was too easy. I didn't even. Um, I've got a couple. My brain didn't even get wrinkled. What do you think about parents going through their kids' phones? It depends on the age, and it just depends. There's like a lot of different circumstances that could. Okay, what circumstances would make it okay? Um, I guess if there's like real, uh, maybe evidence or a legitimate suspicion that they're using their phone to facilitate something illegal or bad. Dude, let's just deal with that when we get there. Yeah, it's too much. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I feel like you. you shouldn't like if your kid is good and they, they've never shown signs of getting in trouble or doing label theory. Yeah, or, or or doing bad things against the law, breaking the rules, whatever. Then yeah, I don't think you have a reason to go through your kid's phone because honestly, you're probably gonna find something you don't want to find. But I mean, if they're not getting in trouble, it's a real thing though. Label anybody, theory. If you yeah, I know. If you constantly, if you constantly make a kid feel like they're a bad kid, they're gonna end up. Even if they're not, yeah. yeah. Like if you're paranoid that your kid's bad and so you're always checking on them or like being too strict on them. Dude, I believe that 100% because like the more you keep calling somebody a bad person, a bad person, a troublemaker, a troublemaker, uh, a rebel, a rebel, a rebel, like eventually they're going to start to believe that about themselves Mm -hmm. and they're just going to be like, fuck it, this is who I am. Yeah, that's exactly what happens with like people who go to prison. I'm going to be bad. I'm going to like do all these bad things. That's kind of what I like about like. that's what people expect of me. This age right now is I feel like we're really like starting like there's like been science and study on like how to raise a child and i think that like this next generation yeah of there's a lot of information out there man it's gonna be hopefully about better. how to raise a kid okay luckily what is, for me what i said like luckily for us there's a lot of information oh, yeah, yeah. out there what is this chapter of your life called what would this chapter of your life be called preparing for takeoff that's a good one i like that like right now like i mean i don't want to give it like some big crazy climax but like right now like if my whole entire life is like a big earthquake in a good way, like a big earthquake about to happen, but in a good way, mm-hmm. then right now, like the ground is just starting to rumble. Mm-hmm. Like just like it's, you're, you're barely starting to feel those like little vibrations. But nice. like we're moving in a week, about to go to the schoolhouse big for my new job. Up. Like, you know, a bunch of good things coming up in the next, even just like year really? to two years. Just yeah. year, yeah. Yeah, a year really, but. Um, Okay, this is the last Man, one. I just want to live long as hell. Yeah, me too. And I don't want anybody I love to die. <laughs> yeah. That's like two things I want. Okay, go ahead. I agree. Um, this is the last one. What is your biggest non-academic, non-work-related accomplishment? I swear, sometimes I hear like phantom cries. <laughs> I swear to God. Like I, I could have swore he woke up. That's um, 100%. Sometimes I feel like paranoid that the oh, monitor and, is frozen. Well, well, and that one time because it yeah, was frozen. Yeah, it did freeze that one time. And so I think I hear something and then whatever. Um, my non-work, non-academic biggest accomplishment. Just your accomplishment. Nothing that has to do with your working or your education, anything. Something you've done that you feel I mean, like- back when I was doing music, I did like get to open up for Walk a Flock of Flame. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good accomplishment. And that was literally just by, I mean, that's not really an accomplishment. Or, I guess it is it an accomplishment. Um, 
I'm sure there's more. There's that's just all I can think about. Yeah, opening up for Walk a Flock of Flame was cool. Um, there's a there's a lot. I'm sure like with baseball, there's like a lot of different accomplishments that I achieved that I can't think about right now. Good talk. What about you? My son. I mean, yeah, like me too. But <laughs> I'm not trying to make you feel bad. Like in my personal life, I think that that's like the greatest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Like. They just like. I mean, I just him. shot my lowest round of golf, a seventy-eight. Good. That was really good. I felt really good about that. I and survived. It, it could like, have even been better, but like the trauma. last four holes, I uh, I kind of imploded on myself. But that's another story. Yeah, you survived a lot of trauma and are are coming out the other side. So. Like healthy too. A lot yeah. of people can't say the same. Yeah, a lot of people would have like turned to drugs and alcohol, and you're just turning to alcohol. So. <laughs> Exactly. Like, like 50% better than yeah, like 50% 50, exactly. of them. Yeah. Um, okay. You want to jump into it? Yeah. Let me make sure that that you wrote down on the board. I did. What I texted you. I did. You. Okay, I all right, specifically so looked it up. Do you, want, you want to start with that? Yep. Go ahead because you're looking at the board and I'm not. Okay. Um, so Ethan wanted to talk about it. We drove by a um, like used car. Okay. We're starting with that? Yeah. Right, a used you. car dealership where basically they charge you $96 a week to buy a car. Yeah. And we got into the topic of how the system is kind of designed to keep a poor person down. Yes. So we're kind of just going to talk this about is, it. This is kind of like a two-part conversation. One, because financially for the world and at least the United States as a whole, probably the world economy as a whole, that idea of I can get anything I want if I can put it on credit and make payments on it. That is literally how like the 2008 financial crisis happened. Yeah. Because people that could not afford well, four, like five, six hundred thousand dollar houses were able to get it because they were, you know, getting those five to one arm loans, paying super cheap mortgages for five years. And then on that sixth year when the market rate kicked in, nobody could afford their their loan. Well, that's how the, the how like like the wealthy people stayed wealthy. Exactly. Yeah. Because, because they're, they, they're constantly getting paid. They got their collateral back, which yep. was the home and they still got five years of payments. Yep. So they benefit. They anyway, made sorry, a profit. We're going down a tangent. My point of that is so no. And another thing too, okay. it's all a facade. Oh, like yeah. they say, they say credit, you know, like you could get a mortgage for $600, but if your credit isn't good enough, we're going to make you pay $2,000 for like rent every month, yeah. which just doesn't make sense. That's another thing. Okay. So, so before, because this topic right here, we could easily get off on like a tangent. So back to what Devin said. We only have one other topic. Yeah. Back to what Devin said originally. Well, I just want to keep it organized because I have like multiple things I want to say on each like gotcha. tier of the topic. So back to what Devin said originally about driving past this car dealership and, you know, $96 a week, $98 a week, $100 a week, whatever it is. If you add that up, boom, right there, that's about $400 a week or I'm sorry, $400 a month for that vehicle. And yeah. I can promise you all the vehicles in this lot were n- worth no more than $10,000. And so what that tells me, Ethan bought a brand new car and pays half of that. Yeah. I bought a brand, you know er, what I, mean? I bought a very, had, very what? new or yeah. a, a very new used car. And my payment is literally half of that. And that's yeah. just with, with me putting a few thousand down. Like I didn't like pay Go like crazy. half the car down. Yeah. Um, and, and I could go get a, a brand new SUV right now. And my payment still wouldn't be. I bet it would be four hundred. Whatever, it, but I would have a brand new yeah, SUV, that's true. like a nice SUV. Um, but my point is, so many of these like car dealerships and 
um, the whole like financial system is meant. I don't know if it's meant. They for don't it. want people to own anything. I don't mean to interrupt you, but they don't. But they, it's designed to keep poor people poor. Yes. Because whoever is going to go to the car dealership that has pay by the week cars is probably going to be a person that is not in the best financial shape. And I'm sorry if that's offensive. And if uh, I'm not meaning to be offensive, it's just true. I'm sorry. Like that probably is true. Like if you are looking to pay but by the week for a car, it's because the system is keeping no, them down. Exactly. No, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just these are the same you. people that are paying two thousand dollars in rent, but the, and they also but the bank tells them that no, like we can't give you a house with a twelve hundred dollar mortgage. Yeah. Like that is so backwards. And I and I remember living in Midland, paying whatever we paid for rent, some astronomical like number. And I, I and we were and I was making way less money than I make now. Like it was it was tight. It was very tight. And I was paying what'd you say, sixteen hundred? Yeah, once everything was said for and done. a stupid apartment that was just not even a nice apartment. Yeah, not even a nice apartment, just a basic normal apartment. Like yeah. nothing special at all. Um but at that time, our credit was bad, and, and, and I mean, we never tried to buy a house, but I can guarantee you nobody would have sold us a house, even though we were over here every single month paying $1,600 of rent, but the, a, a bank would never let us pay a $900 mortgage. Yeah. And like, that's like, and they, they don't want you to have ownership. No, they don't. Of they anything. don't want you to have ownership. They don't want you to own your they furniture. You, they don't want you to own vehicles. No. They want you to pay for as long as you can and then never own it. Yeah, they well, want to repo it's, you. It's like, not even. It's not even that they don't necessarily want you to own it because they don't like you because they hate you. It's they designed want, they, that yeah, way. Yeah, they want to make sure they get, they they squeeze you for every dollar they can before you do own it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's people, dude. Imagine, imagine buying buying a house, right? A 30 year mortgage, 30 year fixed rate mortgage. A lot of stuff can happen over 30 years. Oh yeah. Like people could lose their jobs. Um. Bad things could happen over 30 years. Yeah. And, you, and you could be on year 26 of your mortgage. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you missed two or three or four payments. Wow, that's wild. And that that house is not yours anymore. Yeah, like that's It gets crazy. foreclosed on. And even though you have already paid the bank more than what the house is worth, they still own it and they're going to do the same thing to somebody else. Wow, that's crazy. I was reading this guy too it's on crazy. Reddit. He was talking about... he has. It's like, just so predatory, dude. It's like... It's like it's so, it's, like for that car dealership that was the pay by the week, um, it was just there's in, in no world are those cars worth four hundred dollars a month. But they know that somebody can't afford a monthly payment. They yeah, can afford. They can budget for maybe a week, weekly payment. Yeah, exactly. It, it was just it was disgusting to see. Yeah, and Honestly, I know that that it's going to be like a twenty five plus interest rate for a lot of people that have bad credit. Like if you have bad credit and you're poor. But you good, can't good build your credit. Country. They don't. I, like, that's the thing. You're poor. Yeah. You can't build you your can't credit. You can't get any help. And the only way to get a credit card to help build credit is to get a secured credit card, which you have to put a deposit down on before they'll send it to you. Like you know, I think five hundred dollars or whatever. Before things like send you rent a payments, like rent that payments, that should all go to your credit. That should all go to your credit. Like it, rent payments, like your bill, like if you pay your utilities, if you have paid your utility, well, so that's what I was getting into. There was a guy on Reddit. He had twenty. He said he had like twenty thousand in his savings account, but his credit wasn't good enough to buy a house. But he was still trying anyways. Yeah. And even he's like, I have like I can pay like 
you know what I mean? Like, I have all of this money. Like, I can do, like, I can pay it. Like, I've been paying for the last 10 years he had been living because he wants to buy a house. He's like, for the last 10 years, I've been paying, like, all of my utilities have been paid on time. My rent's been paid on time. But because his credit wasn't good, which I wonder, well, because those things don't go towards your no, credit. No, it doesn't. Um, well, because if you, if, if a few years ago you had some, like, credit card debt that you didn't, you know, that you let go delinquent and another bill that you might have let go delinquent. It doesn't matter if you pay your rent on time and every other bill on time. All that's ever going to show up is, why'd you miss this payment? Yeah. Why, why was this payment 90 days late? Yeah. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, for and like, years. That will be your identity to a bank mm-hmm. or to a lender. Or forever. if you have school loans. Or I think that was his situation. He had school, school loans, loans. whatever, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, man, like, I get credit and it's kind of maybe a good idea. I agree. If we let people get credit for things that they should get credit for, like yeah, their rent like their phone bill, like anything that they're obligated to pay that they're paying. Yeah, why don't they? Because here's the thing, is if they defaulted on those things. It still shows up. They, yeah, well, they that would. That goes towards their credit. Exactly. Like like if I stop paying Verizon Wireless, right, if I stop paying them for, like I never make a payment again. I could see that being a e- bad thing though eventually too. Eventually they're going to, that's going to show up in my credit report. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But my question is, where's all the payments that I've made? Yeah. And like I know, Experian is doing is, is has like their little boost program. But that, that doesn't even go to. towards anything. Like yeah, I know. I mean, like, it, it goes towards your FICO score. No, they don't accept it though. Like if you're applying for a home, because like like Ethan and I, we like kind of maybe like considered buying a home, but we didn't buy it. Um, but they they take that off yeah. of your FICO. Like yeah, well, I mean for I mean it doesn't raise for me it and very you, it doesn't much, matter. Though. But yeah. for for some people, that's the difference between you know. A fair credit score and a good credit score, you know? Well, like, some places, like, you need to have a bare minimum of, like, 630, and maybe you have a 610, and that gives yeah. you the extra 20 points. I mean, and now, like, a 630 seems really low, but there was a time in my life where, like, yeah. I would love to have a 630, you yeah. know what I mean? And d- not everybody, like, some people, like, like, and I hope to do this it, for it, my it, child, like, nothing's wrong with this. I hope to, like, send my child off into the world with good credit. I hope yeah. to, like, make him an author- as, soon, as, soon as, like, yeah, as soon as we not make everybody him an authorized has- user... He could, yeah, he could become an authorized user at like 13, I think. Yeah, but whatever re- it is. Um, but either way, I plan to send him off set up. But if you don't have that luxury, like you're literally going into the well, world a, with nothing. Like well, a lot of people that are, I, I don't want to say poor. Um, what's like a politically correct term? Poor. Whatever. A lot of people that, that are like, poor. If you're poor, you know you're poor. Yeah. A, like, a lot of people that are poor. Or struggling. Struggling sounds better. A lot of people that are perpetually poor, mm-hmm. like they've been poor for, like they, they've always been poor. Mm-hmm. Like, like they're not going through hard times. Their life is a hard time. Because they can't escape it. They're, yeah, because they can't escape it because of a lot of different scenarios mm-hmm. and variables. Their parents probably were too. Oh, yeah. And their parents. It's oh, like, yeah. It's, 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 it's like a generational a thing. Cycle. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Because your parents never owned anything. Mm-hmm. They're still renting. Yeah. You know? No, that's that's. And then, like, you're gonna like, grow up, facts. and like, and your parents were so busy trying to pay all their bills that they could never really get ahead to try to help you get ahead. Yeah. And so now you're thrown out into the world, and you're, like, you're just renting, you're renting, you're renting. You don't have good credit, so now you're paying a super premium it's on crazy. your car if you have a car. I mean, that's. I mean, I'm not gonna say a name, but like, I know somebody who, you know, they were they grew up poor and. They didn't have the luxury of having credit. And when they turned 18, they are not 18. When they were, they went to college, put themselves through, and they bought a car. But they had no credit whatsoever because they didn't have anybody there to, like, help them or guide them. And so yeah. they went and got their first car, which helped build their credit. Well, who is it? And I'll bleep it out. Okay. 
And she, um, oh, well, and that person basically, like, she had to start off with, like, a 22% interest on her yeah. car, which is crazy, which is absurd. But then, you know, she luckily she was able to overcome that. But, like, a lot of people can't, you know what well, I mean? Well, I mean, like, e- even us, like, when we were going through our, our, our hard times in Midland, like, I, I, I didn't have good credit. You didn't have the best credit. And I went to go try to buy a car, and they basically told us either... A, no, you don't qualify at all. Or, yeah, we can get you in this car at literally... No, they a, never tell you you don't at, qualify. At they, literally they, a, a 24.9% interest rate. Which is absurd. And it's just like, oh my God, dude. This is... And, and, and luckily, like, I had enough... Like, even though I was not the smartest person back then, I at least had enough sense to feel in my gut that that was not right. Yeah, for sure. And oh my God, like, I would have just paid off that car last year. Ew. Could you imagine, dude? I can't. And it wasn't even a nice car. Oh, my God. It was like a used, Thank you, God, for car. not letting me buy that car. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would have been miserable. Oh, anyway. But but there's so many people that are in situations like that. Yeah. That their back is against the wall and they need a vehicle because they have kids or they have, like, a job or, like, other obligations. So they have to do it. And that's so many people, dude. Or, or honestly, like, like, let's not even say poor people. People that just want a car. Yeah. Like, like, like they don't care if they pay a super high, like, predatory interest rate. I don't know. The, the, this whole thing has kind of made me realize, like, the whole, like, financial system really is a fraud. Really, the whole system is designed against everybody. Yeah. People don't realize, like, they think they're, like, a working class. And, like, people have this idea that they're better than others because yeah. they have this or that. But really, in reality, there's 1% of this population who's controlling Actually everything. Actually making decisions. Yeah. Like, they're making the decisions for everybody. You own, no- like, you have like money, nothing besides what they allow you to money have. Money is only a separating factor for, like... Like, at the end of the day, we're all just, like, worker ants instead of an ant Big farm. facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we're being looked at by the 1%. Like, here we go. Like, you know what I mean? And it's not a conspiracy. Like, I'm sure... Like, no, that's people, definitely... Like, no, that's not a conspiracy. But well, because there's people that, that are poor and, and live below the poverty line, and then there's people that are, you know, five times above the poverty line, very comfy, yeah. and live a very comfortable, stable life. And, you know, one family could never imagine going on a vacation. Yeah. And then the other family goes on two or three vacations a year and they have like extra money to go play golf if they want to play golf and like go do other things you know, that honestly, most people I, could never fathom but when it comes to like the grand scheme of things and like the real grand scheme yeah the real grand scheme of things like like the real they're grand really sc- they're really even like because like, e- to, like to the bank's getting, eyes they're even we've been getting into like economics a lot lately just because you know we've been doing and it's investing terrifying and, what i found no, it's, the market's it's, a fraud the whole yeah. entire market's a fraud it's really it is terrifying it's i agree fake. it's so scary it's all off of borrowed money like oh my god oh my gosh scary. i know it's I, just I, so there's scary. gonna be a financial crash soon yeah for sure i, I i'm like worried as bad as 2008 or worse i think worse just from what i've read and, the and problem this is with like it not is... based on like just like some crazy like this is based on facts like yeah. just like i like learned like just this week about um kind of like how the financial system works and like what it's based off and like did you read that ethan no i don't know i just it's crazy yeah it is crazy and honestly i'm not trying to like give away like too much details of the things that me and Devin like look at because honestly y'all probably don't care no but you should you should inform yourselves yeah i agree because it i'm telling you if you found out like how these humongous banks that's how they get away with it and how these governments operate it's kind of scary like we literally just ignore it and trust them and i think that like you really should go and do your own reading and your own like learning these big financial crazy these big financial financial institutions 
All of them. Every single one of them. Mm-hmm. They make... It, they literally play with our money and our lives irresponsibly. And then when it all blows up in their face, they go to the government, get covered. I, I don't know. I just hate it's it. It's really crazy. And, and, like, Y'all there's should so do your many own... people that this next financial crash that's going to happen, maybe it's a month from now, six months from oh now, God, a year, really two years, it's, it's going to happen. We are in a, a big bubble. Yeah. This is like 2000, uh, the dot-com bubble. This is like the 2008 crash. It could be even bigger than those. And maybe I have my tinfoil hat on. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. But I really think that we're in a bubble. I've seen a lot of information. And if you care to learn about that information, like me and Devin will be willing to share that with you. Like reverse repos. Like if you don't know what that is, go just go look up that alone. Just go look up that alone. Reverse reverse repos. repos, Yeah. Like just go look that up and learn about that. And you're going to be, those are legitimate things on legitimate like .gov like websites. Go look at that. And panic and have a panic attack because it's terrifying. I don't know. People's, I think people really, we need to be more informed. I think that we. Well, the thing is, is it's kind of like what I said about the stock market earlier. And and this is bigger than the stock market. Like me and Devin talk about the stock market often. Um, Like we're still holding GameStop. It went up crazy. We held all the way through. It's back down a little bit, but now I think it's going to go up again. And I think that GameStop is going to peak when the rest of the market is crashing. Yeah, 100%. Maybe we're wrong. I don't know. Well, it has a negative beta. Yeah. Um, okay, let's wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, I Who know. Cares? But well, either way, it is... The, you should The care. whole system... Yeah, when, I do care. Whenever the market crashes, come back to this episode and uh, if you can afford to go get some, some alcohol, some, sip something to it. Um, no, but just overall theme, the system is not designed Hold for your the money 99% tight. of... Hold your money tight. And don't think that just because people have degrees in finance and work at big banks that they're smarter than you or better than you. I think there's a change coming. And have coming. better morals than you. I think, though, like after – because there's going to be a crash. I believe it. I think after this crash, there's going to be a change because of I what's happened so. with, like, the quote-unquote meme stocks, yeah. which, you know, whatever well, you want to call it. The saddest thing to me is there's so many people right now living their life at this exact second. What's today? A Tuesday? Mm-hmm. June 22nd and people are living their life right now and they have no idea that like they're going to lose their jobs. Nobody's reporting on it. They're going to lose their jobs. It's it's the same Interest thing as Interest rates are going to be so extremely it's the high. Same thing You're as not 2008. Gonna... So many people were blindsided. Nobody was able to prepare. Nobody was able to put you money guys, away. You guys, the information is out there. Baron like, Stearns hit zero. Nobody, nobody is reporting it. It's like literally crazy to me. Nobody is reporting like reverse repos. Why is nobody talking about that? It's like, it's literally at record highs. What, 750 billion? Like almost 760 billion. Like it's going to be... If it hits one trillion, like that's crazy, and I can see it happening because it's been growing like exponentially, like day by day. So like, if y'all don't like, I'm telling you, all the information is out there. I don't know why nobody's reporting on it. Like, it's really kind of, it's really scary. So I don't know. Right, I think everybody needs to inform themselves. Move on. What's the next topic? Our next dark topic. <laughs> our yeah. our next this dark, is a dark cloud podcast. Um, is it's not really though. I mean, I guess it kind of is. Um, what I mean, are your it's, thoughts? It's just real. Like, on it's dark, it's real. medically induced deaths. Do you think it should or should not be legalized? Why or why not? Just what are your thoughts? <clears throat> Excuse me, your feelings. So I 100% think that it should be legalized. Like if somebody chooses to, if somebody has a, ch- a choice, somebody terminal yeah. has a choice on how their life can end, then I think that they are, that they should be 
able to like legally do that. Yeah. And I, I saw a documentary. Under the safety of um, like knowing like it's going to ha- work. Like yeah. Well, and, do and it. I saw a documentary probably like six, seven years ago. And I think it was called like the right to die. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. I remember and that. It was about I believe it was Oregon. Oregon. The state of Oregon yep, had passed a law like the right to die. Mm-hmm. And if you have basically if you're on hospice. Or if you have a terminal illness, um, you you have the right to die. Like like it's all it's all administered by a doctor. You don't just take some. You know, it's all done properly. But like you would just like putting a dog down in the nicest way. Yeah, no, no, it it really is. Like dogs are like if you see that your dog is suffering and has no quality of life, you do the right thing and you go and you put them down. And it's like humans should have that same. To me, quality of life is better than is more important than life itself. A hundred percent. In in most cases, not in my opinion case, too. Yeah. I mean, and because like I know, like I, Ethan and I have talked about, like if there's ever a situation where I have no brain activity, I don't want to be kept yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. people do. People keep no, their families I know, I know. like that. Um, but it's quality of life. Yeah, but yeah, I a hundred percent think that. It, and it's not suicide, first of all, because that's the big like argument is that no, like you're making suicide legal. First of all. That's a stupid argument because people are going to commit suicide if they want to. People do it every single day. If people want to do that to themselves, they're going to do it. This is a completely different quality of life. Humane. Cho- humane. Choosing yeah. how you want to end your life on your terms. Like that's like one thing that we usually have no control over is and how our life ends. If you've ever seen somebody at their end of their life, they like are so disoriented. They they're weak. They're frail. They're like, dying. They're, they're not even, you know what I mean? Like if they make the, it, I think yeah. it should be a conscious decision that they make beforehand. Like I would like, Ethan knows if I'm ever like, like, okay, I found out I have like a terminal illness. Yeah. I would let Ethan know be while I'm still like aware and conscious when I get to this point. I, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So on this documentary, uh, one of the patients that they followed was this lady and she had some like super severe cancer. She was, she, she was chronically ill. Like she was going to die. And her life was miserable. She was in pain all the time. She took a million different pills every day just to keep her alive. She had to go to her doctor like multiple times a week to get her, her, uh, like her body drained of so much bile because constantly, all day long, every single day, her body is just building up bile, building up bile, building up bile. And she lived like this for like months or, or the better part of a year. And then luckily for her, that law got passed like the right to end your life. And she chose to end her life with all of her loved yes, ones around her. Yes, I was going to say, and her whole family her was Her friends, there. her family, her grandkids, her kids, and they all, like, they were all around her. And she she was able to end her life and so slowly So what is the argument asleep. against it? I don't know. I think people just hear it and it's too brash and it's too in your face and it sounds absurd. And that's kind of the extent of it. I mean, and oh, I know one. I I, I just thought of this. And there's probably one like a lot of religious that, people that are like. There's one argument. There's that, definitely a, a religious uh, angle aspect to it. Of you know course. What I mean? um, there's. I I did read that there's one argument that um, oh, like we shouldn't force doctors to murder people. But I think like in Oregon, the law was, it was a doctor's choice whether or not like they wanted yeah. to perform that. So like if if her doctor didn't feel comfortable exactly doing yeah. that, she could go to a doctor who did had no problem doing yeah. that. So, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, a doctor is kind of like the ominous dominus. Like, a, I could go tell my doctor, I think I need this. I think I need that. I think I need this. I need this drug. I, I think I have this diagnosis. And unless they, like, sign off and say that, yes, you do, or yes, we're going to do this, 
it doesn't matter what I say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Like they don't have to do anything. They're going to like, they're medical, they're medical professionals. They're trained scientists and they're going to make a decision based off of like their experience and their work and their research. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, to me, it's, it's a, like an easy, yes, I think it should be legal. Honestly, there's so many Because all you're doing with so many of these controversial laws, That's what's all say. you're doing is giving people the option. You're giving them the option. That's all it is. It's an option. Yeah. Like, it's just an option. You're giving them the... Choice. The safety. Yeah, the choice. The safety to do it. Yeah. You and know? a lot of times... I mean, especially so... And it's not suicide. That is not suicide. It's com- To me, that is a completely different thing. Maybe, like, the denotative de- definition of suicide is, like, ending your own life. But this is completely different than putting a gun to your head and pulling it. Yeah. Like, you've lived your life. You're at a, a or place... Or maybe you haven't lived your life, but or, your life is ending. Or maybe you haven't lived any- your life, but you've come to terms that... Your life is over. Some science shit happened in your body, and it's unfortunate. Yeah. But this is where it is. And all we are is carbon and just a Definitely, bunch of cells. Okay, so, wow. So, I have a controversial kind of... Uh, just question for you. I'm here for all the controversy. So what about like if you have yes, a... Yes, mi- marijuana should be legal. Of, um, so what if... This is not funny. What if a minor... I'm sorry. Do you think a parent should be able to make that choice for a, a minor who has a terminal illness? Damn. I think it should still be up to the kid. Yeah. Because I oh could God, see... my God, that's so horrible. My worst nightmare. I could see a situation... And, and I know that's hard because, like, what if it's a four-year-old? What if it's a seven-year-old? But still, their opinion matters. It's their life. Because I could see a situation where a parent is exhausted and tired of having a terminally ill kid. Yeah. And they would, it would be easier if they were dead. Or tired of seeing their kid hurt. Yes, no. Yeah. Like, both sides of it. But in their mind, they can justify it's easier for everybody if my kid's dead. Oh my God, that's And that horrible. kid might have the will to live, sick as hell or not. And that's the important thing. If you have the will to live, then this law doesn't apply to you. You want to live. Yeah. You want to give it a try. If you die in surgery or if you die from chemo or whatever, that's how it goes. But well, you so didn't choose people, to die. So yes, I think that, in that documentary, the parents though, should not have a say. I think it should be up to the kid. I agree. I, or I don't even know that the... I don't know. I don't know. I think because that's touchy. Imagine, imagine being six. And, and a six-year-old is savvy that, enough to... But I don't think you present a six-year-old with that option. I don't think that an adult should be able to... I don't think anybody should be able to make that decision for anybody else. Yeah, but I also we, don't know that you present that option Well, maybe they put a like an like a age limit on it. Like 16, 18, something like that. But um, one thing that... They, like people who were choosing this as an option, it wasn't like, oh, as soon as I have a terminal diagnosis, I'm going to do it. They no, were waiting the hardest, until... It they, was the hardest decision of their life. It, yeah. And they, and they wait, they like did, they fought no, and they fought yeah. and they fought until they literally realized, okay, I can't fight anymore and no, I'm going to either lady, have to go on hospice or I'm going to, can end it bef- while I'm still. Yeah. I wish I knew the, the name of the documentary because this lady literally was it, going. It was called end of life or something. It's not that. Oh, it wasn't The law it? was called the right to live. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what the actual documentary yeah, yeah. was called, but this lady that I was talking about, she was miserable. Like mm-hmm. she would go to her doctor for the better part of a year, getting her bile drained every like multiple times a week. Yeah, literally getting her bile drained out of her body. Not even like her lungs or her. It was just like in her body, floating around. Yeah. Like, and her doctor told her every time, like, "You're not going to get better. You're only going to get worse Ugh. until you die." 
So it's not like there was, she was in the, in the middle of some treatment or there was like maybe some clinical test that she could qualify for. Like her doctor literally kept telling her, you're going to die. This is you dying. And there's nothing that we can do. There is nothing that's going to help you. Yeah. Like there's nothing that's going to make you sick or I'm sorry. There's nothing that's going to make you not sick. Yeah. Except for like literally a miracle from God. Yeah. That's it. That's the only thing. A miracle from God. There's yeah. nothing scientific that's going to help you. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. It's tough, I, man. It is. There's a lot of, you know, I'm just being a lawmaker. Just that is not something I'd want to do. Yeah, it's hard because you have to think about There's every so single many aspect. aspects. Yeah. yeah. There's because so like many I can think of. Because we sat here talking about I it. Can but think then of you 99... introduce the, the minor aspect. Yeah. Or like what if somebody, you know, what if it's not a terminal illness, but it's like a, you know, debilitating illness that they'll have for the rest of their life. You yeah. know, it may not kill them, but it's extremely painful. Their quality of life is yeah. non-existent. You know what I mean? Like there's so many aspects of it. But honestly, I think it comes down to like the right to choose kind of. Yeah, I think so. For too. their own life. If somebody know? is in a is in a mental capacity where they can yes. choose, they should have that right to choose. And it's not a answer me right now, yes or no question. Like it should be something that they know is an option to them. And maybe they think about it for weeks or months or even years, but it's something that they that I think should be an option. Yeah. You know, and marijuana too. Because a lot of people that have a lot of people that have an issue with that law might be mainly people that have never contemplated the end of their life seriously. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, and until you're in that position where where ending your life might be the better, better choice. than living it. Yeah, like you really don't have like your opinion really doesn't hold any water. You know what I mean? But honestly, I think if everybody just thought with like empathy and sympathy for one another, kindness, yeah. if we all loved each other and could. But try you know, to, that's hard to do. Nobody wants to look at anybody else's perspective. It's easy for us as a healthy adult to say, no way, that should not be allowed. Like, that yeah. should not, you know, whatever, like, whatever reason, your reasoning is. But if you can look at somebody and have empathy for their situation and yep. the pain and their struggles, then maybe you can understand it a little more. Well said. Um, also, but I was going to say marijuana too. This is like, like a lighter topic, but I remember like, I won't say names again, but, um, a person I know was going through, like had cancer and they literally drug tested her for marijuana every time she came in to do chemo. And if she had marijuana in her system, they would not give her the chemo. See, to me, that's just ridiculous. They would cancel all treatment. Dude, and it's like, that, that's something like, weed has been proven to like help people Don't eat, even get me started, bro. Help people sleep through the pain. Like, honestly, there's so many things out the there that I just that, don't understand why people are so against it. The fact that weed is still illegal federally is just like, so stupid to me. Honestly, it all ties back, Ethan. To money. To money. Big facts. It all ties back to the financial economic system that we're in. Where you because at, Philip Morris? Marijuana. If you make marijuana legal, big pharma. If you kill people and they don't spend years on hospice or your medical systems or getting chemo and radiation, yep. then that's money lost to big pharma. Dude, in America- It all ties back to the financial system. We literally have a job. We have a person whose job it is to work for big companies- and try to persuade lawmakers to vote in favor of what would benefit their company. And it's called being a lobbyist. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a whole job, a legal job. Like you It's could, crazy. 
It's all just crazy. God, there's so many things that goes on behind the average American's back or the average person's back. So I just that's just disgusting. Really fast, I just recently learned about Marxism and his whole thing is that like, um, who is that? Karl Marx. Yeah, that, and people like associate it with communism, but they don't really understand because they don't actually like learn. It, people talk about themselves. things they don't know about at all. But, that's what this whole podcast is built on. Yeah, that's true. Um, we have no idea what we're talking about. But basically, the whole idea is that there's like the haves and the have-nots, yep. and like when people start realizing that there's this separation, then revolution can happen, and that's how change happens. Yep. And that's basically on a cycle, and it continues and continues. And I think that we're at that point where the haves and the have-nots about to happen. are realizing, hey, this isn't equal. There's yeah. going to be a revolution, and a change is going to come from it. That's and sexy. it's just a cycle. But anyways, we've got to move on. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, that's all the time we have for today's podcast. Um, it's been a very cool podcast. We've been hey, vibing. we can't always be hilarious cracking you guys up. Sometimes we got to throw real life at you. Yeah, honestly, because this is just things like th- these topics are just things that Devin and I were talking about this past week. And, That's kind of um, how we do all of our things. I, yeah, I just kind of wanted to share it with you all and see what y'all thought about it. But okay, all right, love you guys. Love you guys. Have a great week. Uh, like or no, what is it? Subscribe, unsubscribe, then resubscribe. We are still the number one podcast. Uh, in the in the Milky Way galaxy. Yep. So thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Give me something. I seen a lot of shit I shouldn't have, but never forgot it though. Brothers on the corner selling crack like it was not a though. Walk inside my kitchen, baking soda all up on the floor. Cody's banging on the dough while gripping the 44. I was just a youngin', but this type of shit I seen before. Y'all see a white boy, but my daddy a Negro. Half breed motherfucker grip the mic and heat flow. I just wanna spread love, they want me to bleed slow. I just wanna keep the peace and help people. Give some of this money that I'm making to the people. So if you hatin' on me, God damn you evil And just don't understand Cause I'm flyer than Knievel Been through a lot of shit But I keep it on the deep low Never busting in them streets But I keep it jeep though I ain't in the fairy tales I'm just me, ho Only thing I talk about Is everything that we know I heard you got a fucking problem Bitch, I bet I beast Ain't no need of reach I don't need a piece I just kill them with kindness Yeah, we leave them deceased And tell it like it is And now you gotta capiche Let me bring it back down Think it's a game right now, yeah. but it ain't the same right now. Know my name right now. Yeah. Back where I came from now. We gon' live it up till we bring it back down. They think it's a game right now, but it ain't the same right now. Know my name right now. Back.